Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, welcome, everybody. Great to be with you. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. Great to have you hang out with us for the next hour. We don't have any guests today, but lots of important things to talk about that matter in your world. Believe me, they matter. Including the um, Salem City Council vote, the new income tax. Now, by the way, um, I got to clarify something that Nick Hall said. He said he made an error at the end of our conversation, okay? And that error was that um, we, or that that if you live in the city of Kaiser, you can sign the petition and vote on this issue. That is not true. It is only city of Salem. It does not in any way um, apply to the city of Kaiser, okay? Now, if you are figuring out where you live in relation to your ability to legally sign this thing, you don't commit a crime if you sign it and you don't live in the city of Salem. Even you may have a city Salem address. You don't live inside one of these wards. You're not eligible. I will have up on the show plan, and thank you, Avis, once again, how you find your ward. It's a City of Salem webpage. It's really easy. I mean, it's like super easy. I want to encourage you, strongly encourage you, to not only go to letsalemvote.com. It's really easy to get there. Let Salem I can type. My goodness. Let SalemVote.com. You click on right there immediately as it pops up. There's two opportunities to click and sign the petition. You also get instructions. You can make a little donation to it. Now, Oregon Business and Industry. Uh, the largest lobbying group in the state is behind this. Marion and Polk First, this great organization for which Nick Hall is a part of, the paid staffer, uh, are also going to be facilitating this, the distribution and the pickup of petitions. Now, you can go to the website, that's SalemVote.com, click on it. And you can download this petition, the single signer petition, which is just you signing it yourself and putting it in an envelope and either putting it in the mail or literally just dropping it off at OBI's headquarters, which is right across from the Capitol building. Okay? It's right across from the Department of Justice. 
So it's at the east end of the Capitol building. It's on the north side of the street, on Court Street, okay? That's OBI's headquarters. Can't miss it. Big sign out front. Now, you can also view the actual, from that webpage, you can also view the actual um, petition. It's the City of Salem page, okay? Now, Barbara writes me an email about this, and, and I want to talk to this. I, I also want to want to thank the Sherman County Sheriff speaking out. It's a, this is a Northwest Observer story, speaking out against Measure 114. And his quote is, their solutions, the left solutions, disrespect liberty. Now, this is his statement after the federal judge ruled in favor of Measure 114. That's been appealed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Also, there's something else that is, uh, is really important here. Did any of you watch the Democrats' absolute meltdown and disgraceful attempts to smear a gay Democrat who's married to his male partner who testified yesterday about Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill. Did any of you see that? There are six interesting takeaways from that. Ridiculous narratives. But what's interesting is here's a guy that they would normally be celebrating. And they did their best to completely savage him and and I mean they attacked the messenger. That's normal. When you they never addressed the actual evidence that these two IRS whistleblowers say. Now, apparently there's a third one, Mr. X. Okay. But I got to ask you something else here, folks. Have you heard the Jason Aldean song? Try that in a small town. CMT pulled it. He's being critical. He just released this video. Friday. Now, this song is about you and I resisting the left's organized violence and their dysfunction. It's nothing to do with racism. They're saying it has everything to do with racism. Folks, it's the sentiment here that matters. And you can watch this. Now, Amanda is... Going to play a little bit of that for us after the break. She's getting it set up because I sprang this on her in the last minute. But I, I want you to listen. This is from the Federalist article here by Evita Duffy Alfonso. I want you to listen to her take on this. She writes, in other words, Aldine's song is an assertion that rural Americans can and will defend themselves if faced with the same leftist political violence and chaos that's been unleashed on the metropolises. For the new work woke world order to exist, 
The left needs the citizenry and particularly men to be neutered. Hence why they label masculinity as toxic. She continues, able-bodied males are expected to stand down when, for example, a violent, deranged criminal threatens to hurt anyone on this train in the New York City subway. So the white former Marine, Daniel, I forget his last name, takes the guy down with the help of some blacks because he's threatening everybody, including other fellow blacks. And then the guy dies later. And now he's being charged. Think about this, folks. Is Jason Aldean saying something with images? And in, in this video, and you can watch it, it's part of the, the news story here. You can watch it. He flashes powerful images of mostly white people committing crimes, screaming in the faces of stoic cops and lighting cities on fire. To all these urban looters and rioters, Aldean has a message. And he says this in the song, quote, that S-H blank T may fly in the city. Good luck trying it in a small town. Now, folks, what this song represents is how, I'm going to tell you, most Americans feel about rioting about the summer of love in 2020, right? About what happened in downtown Portland. Images are powerful things. And I'm going to draw and bring this back to elections. The imagery of absolute chaos and wrongdoing is powerful enough that it moves people's emotions on the single most important thing there is. And it's not chaos. It's the result of chaos. It's your personal safety. It transcends everything. If a young Democrat woman voter who votes only in regards to abortion or only in regards to climate change policy. If that young woman, let's say, is in her apartment and a bad guy starts kicking on the door, is she thinking about abortion? Is she thinking about climate policy? I kind of doubt it. She's thinking about her personal safety as she should. Because in the end, it's the only thing that matters. This video, this song, clearly establishes that emotion and it is a roadmap for the coming elections. Do you want more chaos? I mean, 
Chicago just announced, I mean, not Chicago, the entire state of Illinois signed into law, no cash bail. You just get the revolving door, just like happened in downtown Portland. You know where that's headed, folks. Criminals, and we had, I was part of a project, that's all I'm going to say, of detailing the revolving door of criminals in Portland in 2020 who got arrested at night for rioting, returned loose a couple of hours later and got rearrested either that night or the next night. They knew nothing was going to happen to them. That's what no cash bail does. L.A. just did it also. Now, you don't try that in a small town. Antifa bust in some folks purposefully into Prineville. You guys remember that? I do. My mother lives there. And there were lots of armed local citizens with guns on their hips and rifles standing opposite of them, separated by the cops. Those folks didn't get a warm welcome. They also didn't get the violence they were looking for. Is this, is this song, does it represent with its imagery the way we win? I'll tell you what Trump said when we come back at 620 in the morning. You're listening to Political Coffee. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, thanks uh, for sending me the... I, I didn't know about this song. I will have to... I'll have to watch it called Portland All to Pieces, or they've torn Portland all to pieces. It's a song in a video by Austin Moody. I guess I missed that one. I'll have to take a look at it. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Whoever gets elected does things that you either like that are good for you or not. Like passing a city income tax. Now, yesterday, when I got off the air, I called someone who had called into the radio station. And this person listens regularly. He's a conservative. Works for the state of Oregon. Another one of those many state employees who listen to the show and shall never be named. And he did not think he would have any trouble at all in filling out multiple 10-line sheets of this petition to repeal or let us not repeal it, but let us vote on it. There's a difference. You're not repealing it. This petition only says, let us vote, which is why you go to 
LetSalemVote.com. My guess is that's correct. Who gets elected matters. How they get elected matters. The imagery, the issue. Trump said it in his interview with Maria Bartiromo. How do, she asked him, how do you beat Joe Biden? And he said it right. The first thing he said, he said four things. And the first thing he said was public safety. Folks, in the end, the images of rioters doing what they did in downtown Portland and other cities, Kenosha, Wisconsin, on and on and on. Those are powerful and they evoke emotion. Again, as I said, abortion pales in comparison to it. Climate change pales. All the liberal things that they love. Racial justice pales in comparison to some guy or gal attacking you personally on the street, beating up on you, shoving you down. We see videos of this all the time. Personal safety matters more than anything else and powerful images. And those who are strong on personal safety, the ones that people will gravitate to. Now, more on a number of things, but I, I want Amanda, Amanda did find this for me on the fly. This is the Jason Aldean song and she's going to play it right now. Okay, folks, that's the song. Now, the reason I'm throwing this out there is, first of all, this is how I think a lot of people think. And it's not just in rural areas. You see, it's the imagery of chaos, of violence. That's what nobody wants, including people who live in the city limits of any town, anywhere. You want your neighborhood to be safe from all kinds of chaos. You do not want your cops told to stand down and not arrest the rioters. You do not want your DA to release those people after they get arrested for destroying and vandalizing businesses or homes in neighborhoods. You don't want them turned loose in the revolving door. Who gets elected matters. That's why we focus on elections, folks. Now, I want to bring this back to the Salem of City Ordinance. 
if the right people had been elected, this ordinance would have never happened. But there's another snake in the grass that one of our listeners, Barbara, brings to my attention. And this is more than just the Salem City new income tax. It's the idea that the director or tax administrator has the ability under the Salem Revised Code to literally promulgate or write rules and oral interpretations by themselves without a vote of the council. So in other words, this new tax, the tax administrator for the city has the ability without the council's direction to interpret the language of this thing any way they want. What happens if it is vastly different than what the city council said or even the words of the tax? Is anybody going to be held accountable? We'll talk about more of that. 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. The new Jason Aldean song is the roadmap, I'm telling you, to election victory everywhere. If Republican or conservative consultants are smart enough to advise their candidates, or if the candidates are smart enough to use it, to use the imagery. Now, I'm going to get into more of this, but I'm telling you, it's a winner. Nothing matters more to you than your personal safety or the personal safety of the people that you love. Nothing. Do you suppose the liberal women pro-abortion that only vote for abortion candidates, radical leftist Democrat women, Everybody's so worried about these suburban women as the key to electing the next president, the next governor, the legislature. Do you think they're thinking about abortion? The news breaks that there's been a shooting at their school and they rush to the school to see if their child's okay. Is that what they're thinking about? Probably not. Yet the idiot, Republican consultants, the brain trust that tell candidates what you can talk about, what you can't talk about. Don't use this stuff. They don't play on those fears. And they lose election after election because of it. You want to change the narrative from abortion 
which Democrats think is going to be their roadmap to victory in 2024. You want to change that narrative? Do what Jason Aldean is doing. Hey, did you notice yesterday was a little bit on the warm side? Now, I didn't. Because I was in an air-conditioned combine cab, but I can guarantee you, if that air conditioning had stopped, I'd have been on the phone immediately to my John Deere dealer, and they would have come out with a tech right away and gotten it going again. Because I'm not going to suffer in 95-degree heat inside a combine cab in the dust. Neither should you suffer. If you're in your home and your AC quit working yesterday, or it doesn't work very well, maybe in your business and your customers are complaining about how warm it is in your business, you owe it to yourself, and you do, to call Freedom Heating and Air. Because they'll get out to your home or your business and they'll do it right away. And they'll fix it. Got a lot more hot days coming, folks. Don't suffer. Call Freedom Heating and Air. 503-580-1456-580-1456. Freedom Heating and Air. This writer in this Federalist article, and again, I'm going to have this on the show plan today. It's going to be our, our number one thing. You can watch the actual video. The writer writes this in this Federalist article. She writes, I know Aldine is right when he sings about small town Americans defending themselves against leftist criminals because I've seen it as a reporter. When I did on the ground reporting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following the 2020 shooting of Jacob Blake, I witnessed men face off against Marxist rioters who were bust in from out of state who sought to destroy their city. Get this. She writes, men stood on roofs and at the doorsteps of their homes and businesses with baseball bats, handguns, semi-automatic rifles, and shotguns ready to defend themselves in their community. And it absolutely enraged the left. They would have preferred Kenoshians have stood idly by and accepted their fate at the hands of the sacred protected class of woke arsonists and vandals instead. Sort of like what happened in downtown Portland. For a hundred consecutive nights, there were violent protests with property destruction. 27 of those nights officially declared riots. A hundred consecutive nights plus in Portland. That's what leftist ideas will bring you, folks. Is it any wonder then? Is it any wonder that you're seeing over 600 downtown Portland businesses close and are leaving? Racism charges in this about this song are a false flag. Because you see, if a music video by the, that the left hates, if they're going to say it's racist, then maybe they ought to be 
denouncing some of the music videos by rappers that brag, folks, about real-life murders of rappers killing rappers, of blacks killing blacks, like is happening in downtown Portland. They don't seem to talk about that. But Variety magazine, she notes, admitted its true gripe with the song is, quote, how it conflates the act of protesting with violent crime, unquote. See, Democrats don't want us to think that the billions of dollars of damages from the 2020 riots, the summer of love, they want us to think it's a mostly peaceful process. It's a mostly peaceful protest. CNBC, she notes, released the ranking of the best and worst states to live in. The top 10 states that are the worst are all blue states, folks. The bottom 10 were all red states. Hmm. Wonder why that is. Democrats, she writes, are desperately trying to deny the fact that they've destroyed every city and state they run. Yet all you need to do is look at the massive number of urban refugees currently fleeing Democrat strongholds in a mass exodus to know the left is running blue states and cities into the ground. Another point she makes, the left despises rural America. She says, the left's tangential to the left's hatred of men strong enough to resist left-wing crime and political violence is their hatred of rural America. It's not just a repudiation. Try that in the small town of the song. It isn't just a repudiation of big city values, because it is. It's a celebration of small town values. Bingo. We protect our own. Around here he writes or he sings in the song, we take care of our own. Rural America, she writes, is by every metric freer than urban America. Small town Americans are able to exercise their full Second Amendment rights, can resist the extreme regulations and laws of big city governments, especially during COVID, and are far less susceptible to the woke mind virus infecting cosmopolitan schools, businesses, and governance. Communities are also far stronger in rural America than in urban America. Now she says, since the racism accusations, Aldine is trying to defend himself in his song. He's being punished. She says he needs to stop. He doesn't need to explain himself to the left. He should lean into the criticism and be proud of his song. It's an artistic rejection of the left's horrifying goals and a symbol of defiance. The Orwellian overlords want try that in a small town expunged from the airwaves because Aldine is 100% over the target. That's how this article concludes. And she's right on the money. So do you think this is an effective tool to be used in the next elections? Absolutely. Got an email, says, morning, Jeff. What's the name of the tax administrator for the city of Salem? Who exactly is that person? I don't know. How do we get rid of this rule law that lets these idiots create new taxes without the city's citizens voting on it? That's a question that is good, Nancy. I'll tell you. You change the city ordinance. And you do that with Barbara shows this, I mean, literally lists the Salem city ordinance that allows this tax administrator to make up all the rules they want 
to reinterpret it, interpret it any way they want, despite what it says. How do you change that? It's called elections. It's called winning city council seats with conservatives who will change the city code that doesn't allow this to happen. That won't vote on this kind of a devastating tax to begin with. Why we talk about elections. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beavs. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Saw an interesting study the other day that uh, kids raised by single dads are five times less likely to end up in jail, five times more likely to graduate, uh, five times uh, less likely to commit suicide. Have we heard anything about that? Nope. And you're not gonna. Of course, Isn't that sad? It goes against the it goes against the grain of what they're brainwashing us for. That's exactly right, Gary. Thanks for being a listener, and thanks for keeping up the fight. Never give up. Never Back give up. Hey, Oregon is a small town. It is. Ducks. Need to start thinking about. It. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All right, we're back, folks. Sorry about that. Look, um... Lots of reaction to this. In fact, there's a Gateway Pundit story about, well, John writes an email about Cheryl Crow denounced the Jason Aldean song. Is she on record denouncing the violence by Antifa? I don't know, but I doubt it. So she goes after Jason Aldean. She says she's from a small town. She is. She's from a little town in Dunklin, Missouri. Which, by the way, voted for Trump by 80%. She's accusing him of inciting violence. She does make an important point. Even people in small towns are sick of violence. You're right, we are. And we stand up for ourselves, Cheryl. Now, Dorothy writes an email about this. Small town defense. She says, I heard from someone in Klamath Falls that the same reaction towards BLM happened as in Prineville. Citizens from all over Klamath County showed up, parked their cars along the main streets, and people stood along the streets with their guns so that the BLM rioters saw that people would not stand for the rioting. I don't think the rioters ever got out of their vans but kept driving on. The small town businesses were untouched by the violence. You might check with Dennis Linthicum about the veracity of it, but I heard it from a Bonanza resident. Doug writes an email about ridiculous narratives. City and other income taxes apply only to government workers in the Salem area. Imagine, well, city of Salem limits. Imagine telling the founders that a private corporation, the thugs who work for the private Federal Reserve, are now one of three branches of government. IRS, CIA, and FBI. 
Rights are like muscles. If you don't use them or know them, then they go away. Hard to argue with that again. And Jeff, how much do you want to bet some small towns will have trouble now? James, Jim rather, writes an email about protests in Prineville. I don't know that the 2020 protests included small town of Prineville. Had to search it. What the heck? BLM was met with Trump supporters and armed citizens. And that's why Oregon has passed an anti-militia law. They want the unrest so they can pass the liberal version of public safety. Yes. Absolutely correct. This is all meant to intimidate and shame on any Republican, including my old friend Kevin Mannix and colleague, who voted for that anti-militia law, which is unconstitutional. Why? I want to get back to the Brian Boquist yesterday, the powerful federal court ruling from Monday. The rules that were put in place by the politicians in the Oregon Senate infringed on his right of, quote unquote, free association, just like this bill does. You can associate freely. This is why they're going after Trump, folks. This is why they had to literally had to convict Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers in the J6 protest. You got 18 years. His entire sentence needs to be commuted. Why? They have to establish the narrative that Donald Trump led a conspiracy by his words. It's a conspiracy to overthrow the government. Sedition, 14th Amendment. That's why they're going after these convictions so that they can use them to go after Trump. Folks, here's the reality. This ruling on behalf of Brian Boquist is powerful in that it destroys that narrative. Now, Brian was unable to join us today. He sent me an email and said they're on the road. He'll see if it's appealed. My guess is the state's going to try to appeal this. They don't like losing, especially such a profound case. And it is, folks. It is absolutely profound. Friends, we're either going to stand up in our neighborhoods like they did in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Like Americans do everywhere. And you know why they do that everywhere? Because your community, your neighborhood, your street matters. When the Black Lives Matter rioters tried to walk down my niece's street in Springfield, Oregon. Members of that community in that street, working class folks came out and stood on the sidewalks with their guns. And yes, their AR-15s and their shotguns and their handguns. They stood on the streets. And the little parade of a few handful of bust-in BLM people kept walking because they knew they weren't welcome. 
Because you see, even a BLM rioter, an Antifa rioter, cares about their own safety. They got away with rioting all over Oregon, except in the small towns. They let them get away with it in the city of Eugene. They let them get away with it in downtown Portland. Not so much in other cities. It didn't go very well in Salem. Although the Salem PD apparently wasn't as aggressive later on as they were initially. Too bad. BLM rioters, once they're confronted by guess who? The Proud Boys. This is why this anti-militia law, which is unconstitutional, is so important. When groups show up like the Proud Boys and defend your property or defend a rally of men and women who are worshiping like the one that I helped lead after Kate shut down the churches and the churches willing, most of them willingly complied. There were five in the Salem area who did not, one of them is my buddy, Pastor Lou Lou Wu-Tan of the River Church. They never shut down. We went to the steps of the Capitol. We held worship services in defiance of Kate. Yes, churches. And we got roundly criticized by other churches saying that we were being rebellious. Woke Christianity is an abomination to God Almighty. We stood and we had security. We also had the Oregon State Police and thankful to them. I made sure of that to protect us if the BLM riders showed up. When you allow chaos, like Jason Aldean in his song, Shows with Visualness. I'm telling you, this is one of the ways that Lori Chavez the Reamer got elected in Congress. Them showing these nightly riots, the destruction of property. And her opponent approved of it, thought it was okay. Elections matter, folks. We got to use this stuff to our advantage to evoke emotions of public personal safety. See you tomorrow.